Well, here's an idea for you. Imagine if I can just do this in one take, beginning to end. Let's try it. Let's try it. This is take one. We are just doing this. It's going to work. And then we're going to put it into the podcast. <sighs> I feel like too many episodes of this podcast have started with me apologising for the gap between episodes. But the episode you're about to hear was recorded five months ago, which I admit is a longer gap than usual. I hope you'll forgive me for that. Um, life all just got a little bit too much for my tiny brain back there, which is not an excuse, um, but I am sorry. If you're an old listener, back for more, then thank you for your patience and your love and your kindness. If you're a new listener, welcome in, grab a seat. You'll be glad to know that whilst there are 55 previous episodes, that they are not required listening, mostly. And whoever you are, wherever you are, know that you are loved, you are valued and appreciated and wanted. And whatever it's taken to get you through to today, I'm really proud of you. So, without further ado, let me present to you the World to Rights Podcast, episode 56, otherwise known as It's Been So Long I Forgot What We Spoke About. What a, what a fucking mess. Um... Hi guys, are you recording by the way? I didn't even... Uh, <laughs> I was not. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> I'm glad I, I am didn't that. do it Jesus. Hi guys, welcome back. Do you remember who we are? <laughs> I don't even know how long it's been. Like, it's, it's been probably not even been... But, like, since the last post, because it wasn't that long. Was it that long ago? Oh, since the last post? Uh, not that long. Depends how long this episode takes to come out, though, I guess. So mm. it might be a while. Oh, hi. It's me, here in the editing room. I have a feeling there'll be a few of these as we move through the podcast. I just want to say I do not appreciate a foreshadowing on this one. I don't know whether this will be out this week. It very much depends on how things go. But, uh, yeah. you know, I'll try my best, as I always do. And you edit, you'll know when you're listening team. to this which way it went. And yes, the way it went was not good. Damn you, past Chris. <laughs> you're stranded in York, like... <laughs> if, you never, if you never hear this... If you're hearing this and it's been a couple of years, I'd like you to know that I've died in York. And it's taken this long for them to sort out the release of the episode. The avoidance of doubts. I did not die in York. At least it's a pretty place to die. It is a pretty place to die. It is a pretty place to die. 
I, I have don't a think question. I've actually... Oh, go on. Well, okay, so it was a while ago, which is why I'm slightly concerned that it's going to be one of those things we never able to come back to. But you said before mm. you had seen something on Facebook that would make me angry. Yeah, it's bad. Oh my god, do you remember it? <laughs> this no, is really bad. No, I did think about bringing it up uh, the episode after I mentioned it, um, but it didn't feel mm. appropriate because it's one of those ones that would probably take a fair amount of time. Let me. All right. Well, I'm ready. Let me find it. Um, it might take me a moment because it was it was a couple of months ago now. Uh, mm. Yeah, I don't even. I'm, I'm glad gonna... you know what I'm talking about at least. That's uh... it is. It is. It will piss you off. Yeah, there's no. Doesn't need to be about it. What's his fucking last name? Just a quick note, I suppose. Um, yes, I know there are already too many of these, and it's only going to get worse. I don't know why Cat's face is bathed in white light when we recorded this. I don't think I knew at the time, and I certainly don't know now. And if you're only listening to the audio version of this, enjoy making sense of it. Also, it's available on YouTube, so... Yay. <laughs> okay, bye. Basically, it's a guy I went to primary school with. I don't know how much... Oh, okay. Um, Who decided to post a bunch of homophobic, transphobic, Stuff he's doing. He's doing a podcast, uh, <laughs> and it just—I just ignore it because I know he's just trying to fucking get a rise out of people and get clickbait and go down that line of things. But I can't remember what it was. Something sent me over the edge, and I started a Facebook war with him. Um, Sweet lord of Oh. Just, you oh, did tell everything... me you had screenshots at the time, so I don't know if that helps. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll see if I can find screenshots. The first couple of posts will just piss you off. Oh, inevitably. LGBTQ... Uh, one day ago, LGBTQ community are the most protected, yet you act like you're the most victimised. It's total bollocks. You have ruined women's rights, what it is to be a woman. It's encouraged paedophilia. What the fuck? You've got laws to protect you being misgendered. Oh, misgendered or misinterpreted. Kids are now being made to question themselves. Even parents are falling for it. No disrespect. Uh, even people that are genuinely... <sighs> Sorry, just thought it was getting a bit much though, you know, kind of a lot of hate in that, so I thought maybe we could just take some time out, you and I, just chill here for a bit. It's nice here, isn't it? It's kind of cosy. Just, just us and the music. You ever think that maybe there's far too much hate in the world for people who just are living as who they are. Just a thought, really. I think everyone should just take a moment to be like this. 
See? It's still escapism, isn't it? It's good. It's good. Do you think we should... Should we go back and see what's going on? Because I'm enjoying this, but I feel like... No, no. No, let's... We'll, we'll go back to the, to the podcast. Alright, let's do it. It'll be okay. We'll be there together. Oh my god, and these are all in the last, like, two days. He just... Oh. You know when you're like, I don't believe in doxing people, but he's making it very mm. tempting. <laughs> mm. Just glitter bombing. Have you seen the screenshots yet? Mm, uh, okay. Alright, okay. Oh. Oh. What? Oh, yeah, so I screenshotted uh, no. one of his, <laughs> his podcast uh, clips, which said, but now. Uh, uh, but right now, women are fatter than ever, and women aren't offering anything on the table. <laughs> now, it's all... They don't cook anymore. Oh, these weren't in the right order. But yeah, like, you get the... You get the oh, I get it. From... I've also this just society discovered pro- that uh, one of the people he's commented... Mm. Um, I used to go to school with. I always thought they were kind of okay. But, uh... So that's fun. Um, Someone else me. from our school as well that we were both friends with was was backing me. So I was like... Okay, I good. think at least... But, like... Ah! He's got so many, like, mutual friends as well. Immediately, I'm just going to beat this person. Hang on a second. <laughs> An excuse to remove some more friends. There we go. Good. You know, you're like, there's got to be some... Some fucking trauma that has led to someone being this hateful. Like... So I, um... I actually saw this thing recently. Um, on Twitter, of all places, which kind of links to this. Yeah, I mean, that dates up. Back then, it was still called Twitter, and I was still using it. And now it's called X, and I am an X user. As in, I, I left it. So, EX user, not, not an X. Elon Musk has even fucking ruined that for me. Which is the reason I bring it up, I suppose. Um, so, in the UK recently, there's been a lot. There's been like this sudden. Maybe it's not sudden, maybe it's just that it's more visible rise in transphobia like it's gone through the fucking roof recently and lord only knows why like insane but so there's been a lot of scaremongering and things because the current theory is that men will transition to women in order to use female toilets and also be paedophiles. This seems to be their, like, big thing. And so I saw this tweet the other day, and it really made me angry, because it was, like, someone saying, uh, I'll see if I can find it, you know? I'll see if I can find this, because this was insanely offensive and just... 
fundamentally, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. No, I, I genuinely haven't met a trans person that I've felt like were creepy or like, I don't know, like uncomfortable to be around. Every trans person I've met has been absolutely lovely. I think a lot of trans people, because they've had such a hard time, have a lot more understanding. Oh, hey. more worldly. So, someone tweeted and said, oh, I can't. I can't believe women are being forced to capitulate and allow men into their bathrooms and safe spaces. I was like, all right, fundamental misunderstanding of what's happening, but let's not even start with that one. And so someone replies and says, uh, woman in my 40s here, haven't capitulated to anything. I'm just not remotely bothered if trans people are trans people because I think human beings have a right to live how they choose to. I would question maybe how they choose to. Yeah, yeah, that makes it sound like it's a choice to be trans. But the intention is at least there. And this person yeah. replies, That's great. So when you are in the ladies' room and one has to wash his penis in front of you, you won't mind. And a grandchild who is with you is what it is. And I was like... Washing their penis and that, like... I, right, I get, so this is exactly what, what I said huh? to my sister when I said to what Sorry, because I said <laughs> it to her, and I was like, I need to ask you a question. <laughs> and I need you to be honest with me. Do people think that in men's bathrooms, we go in and wash our penises... Do you just... put your penis under the tap? Is it that... <laughs> do you think we turn on the... T- like, we go to the toilet and then we're like, well... I had to give it a scrub whilst I'm here. Get up on the stepladder to be able to squat over the sink and wash our balls. Is that what you think is happening in a public toilet? No. I'm like, well, you. That's not even the way to wash it. How would you wash it? And why would you wash it? uh? You. There is a place where you do that. It's called your own shower at home. (laughs) At home. Not in a public... You would not, because there's no way of doing it in a public bathroom. And (laughs) I don't even understand the theory. It also... I mean, you know, let's ignore the fact that it clearly just misgenders with when you're in loads and one has to wash his penis in front of you. Like, (laughs) I don't know if you understand that in the men's toilets, we also have... Yes, we have urinals. And we have cubicles. (laughs) Also, most men want to spend as little time in there as possible. So much so that the amount of men who come out without washing their hands is almost concerning. That's something you should be legitimate. (laughs) If you think they're washing their penis, I've got news for you. (laughs) Most Uh, men can't even be asked to wash their hands. (laughs) You, like... So I don't know if there's many, like, women out there who have had to go and use the men's loo because, like, say the women's loo is shut or whatever. The difference in <laughs> in hygiene, in those... You walk into the men's bathroom and it fucking stinks. There's normally piss on the floor. It yeah. just, like, it's disgusting. I just, I just don't even know how there could be, like, so much of a difference. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, like... 
public bathrooms as a whole are not clean and not very nice to be in. Mm-hmm. But there is a huge jump. Like, I know from working in pubs, like, often if we uh, were cleaning or something, sometimes, like, I'd have to go in the men's. And it would always be, like, fucking gross. Um, and you're just like, what are you doing in here? Like, you, you, you actually have less contact with... Mm-hmm. things being mm-hmm. like if you have a penis and mm-hmm. you go in the urinal not you not not no part of you is touching anything other than like when you wash your hands and you touch the tap right mm-hmm. and the door that's mm-hmm. it if you've got a vagina you're going in there and you're like putting your arse cheek on the toilet seat. i mean obviously mm-hmm. if you're going for a shit like that's different but mm-hmm. like I, the number of times I have walked into the like toilets at work and like gone into use a cubicle and then gone, my god, there isn't a surface in here that you haven't managed to splash over. Like, yeah, it's, it's I feel sorry knowing that later on that day, the facilities team are going to come up late to do cleaning and things, look at it, and then have to clean that. I'm like, yeah. oh, dear Lord, I'm so sorry this has happened. It's not even me. So, yeah, I just don't... I don't understand the process that people go through in their mind. Do I have to... Do I have to explain why that's a ridiculous concept? Because I, I'm not going to. I think it's pretty obvious that, you know... Think about that. Just, just, just think about what you're saying. Think about the words that you've put together and realize that the vast, vast, vast majority of people are not like. I'm gonna be real. If you have a penis and you want to go and expose yourself in a ladies' bathroom, good news. You can just go in and do that. It doesn't require you to do <laughs> any of the prerequisite <laughs> stuff. Because if you're that determined to do it, you're probably just going to walk in and do it. This is not endorsing that. But In fact, I'm very much mean... anti that. I'm not sure that I need to stress this, but I do also feel like I should. So just to be clear, I am not encouraging that kind of behaviour. Does this mean that this person is saying, like, trans people who have had a... Um have gender reassignment surgery gender reassignment that... yeah yeah if um if you like are they saying that if the person has had gender reassignment uh surgery then it would be okay then it what, deliberately like... misunderstands so much of it that's the thing it just conveniently ignores i was reading things about this this week because i've just been really fucking angry at seeing this rise and such fucking hatred and it, like and it's it's the facts that they only focus on those who have transitioned to female who still have a penis specifically that's the that's the so you just completely forget that there are people who transition to male yeah. there are people who transition and have gender reassignment surgery. There are people who identify as non-binary. There are so many shades of grey in here. And like, it deliberately reduces it to paint men 
as it, and this is the other thing I don't really get. It's so lazy stereotyping. People with a penis yeah. are inherently dangerous. And so you have to control, like if you allowed them to, they would wear a wig and they would go into a female bathroom and they would wash their penis in a sink. <laughs> so you can't possibly, and it, it's the most strange thing is that you sending me screenshots of this guy this guy seems like the kind of person who would immediately respond to any kind of sexual assault um, story or anything like that with not all men. And yeah. in the same breath, dares to sit there and suggest that men are inherently dangerous creatures who can't help themselves but expose their penis at any given opportunity. <laughs> like, do you not see your own hypocrisy in there? Do you not see your own fundamentally what do you think goes on in people's minds i don't understand and it's not based in any reality it's clearly fundamentally not based in any reality because i have i'm lucky enough to have a lot of trans friends none of them are dangerous none of them are doing it for some weird ulterior sexual motive Completely. And I it, think when people are allowed to live like as themselves, they're happier and therefore they are more likely to have a positive effect on society than a negative one. So I had maybe... I did a mental health first aid course this week. Um Oh, check you out. I know. And I uh we were talking about various things and it, you talk about suicide rates and, and levels of, oh. of depression and things. And the I forget the exact statistics, but the rate in LGBT plus individuals and especially trans individuals is yeah, so high because you like there's this demonization of them, this stigmatization of them, this mistreatment, the barriers to getting the medical services they need and being able to live as who they are. That so many consider that the only way to, to to the only way to do it is to take their own lives and that's that's like why would you perpetuate a society that that does that to people why would you want to make that more of a i don't get it, it seems like it's unpopular at the moment to say yeah. that you support people living as who they are and i'm not quite sure why that is but for the avoidance of doubt and i would say is... that both cat and i are very much you know <laughs> i really hate the word ally sometimes but it, it at least um fulfills what i'm trying to say and that you know lgbt plus not ignoring all the other parts of that you know it's it's this big community of people and at the heart of it is people being able to live as who they are and i include in that you know heterosexual cis people being able to live as they are like who doesn't want that you know that's a good way yeah. to be, to be able to live as who you are, to love who you love. And 
that's all that anyone is striving for. I don't understand how you could be so actively against other people having that same kind of thing. Yeah. It, I think a lot of it comes from, obviously, like, lack of education, lack of uh, experience in the sense that, like, this person, for example, posted on Facebook, I really mm. doubt that they know a lot of trans people. Because if they yeah. did, and if they were friends with them, then I don't see how they could have the same perspective. Um, but I just think, like talk to the community before you say that that community is harming society mm. and failing society i just i just don't oh my goodness pippin i know i know pippin's outraged you won't shut up <laughs> There's so much other stuff. I'm like scrolling through. I'm gonna have to end up blocking this guy after I'm. Yeah, I. Because. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's mentally draining. And I know it's just because he started. He, he never used to post, like, to this extent until he decided to start some fucking podcast. And then it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna smash out all these outrageous uh, yeah, posts so is... that I get engagement. So then I get, like, fucking clout on my podcast, which. Why? Why? Why are you that fucking unhappy? Just. That's the thing. Is so that like, here's one of what. So it's um, what's this one? Yeah. Why is everyone it's... so depressed? Every day I see people telling the world how depressed they are. This is why you're so miserable. Imagine if you put positives out there. You flying fuckwits. What is wrong? I with swear, you? Donald Trump is the only one who will stop all this. Everyone hating on him, but why? He kept peace with Russia, China, Ukraine, and North Korea. Biden has gone and fucked it. I just cannot. <laughs> it's funny. It's just so, like, what? what? How sad must you be? I'm depressed. <laughs> right. I have depression. <laughs> I have these things. <laughs> But this level of sad is far, far beyond that. Like, I can't even begin to... I'm just going to block that right now. There we go. Let's just block that. I can't. That's... Yeah. That's... That's, that's gone from... I, there was no way I was ever going to come across it, but I refuse to come across I cannot even... I, I, yeah, I at at the end of the day, I knew the stuff was out there. I just <coughs> apparently needed to sneeze. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, like we we know that this stuff exists. Um, people are homophobic, transphobic. Like we we know that. Um, but I guess seeing it from someone who's your age, who's gone to the same schools, like had the same education as you how like from the same town like our our city is not mm. it's not known for being like no, no, inherently no. unprogressive is that a word non non-progressive yeah i wouldn't sit here and call it like a really conservative place no i i would never um 
assume that this stuff is inherent to being here. And I just... Yeah, I, I, I just find it hard when it's that close to home, literally. It makes like... it more... And I, this is a very privileged thing to say, and I understand that entirely. But living as a cisgender male, there's obviously things that I don't have to face every day. And so to an yeah. extent, I can kind of choose not to pay attention to it. Or I can choose to not, because it's not directed at me. And yeah, when, when something like this, when it's someone that you know, or someone that you have known, someone who is a real physical person to you that you can name and, and recognise and things, saying these things, it suddenly exposes you to this, like, it's like someone pulls back the curtain and goes, and here's what's really going on. And it's going on in the minds of the people you know. And it's like, oh my god, what? And I know full well that there'll be people listening, and like, this has always been here. And, and we know that. We know it's always been here. But it's, it's that mask-off moment where it's someone who you have physically been near in some way that you, you have known that you have some experience with. Yeah. That it 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 it's just it's a different level and it it really hits home actually how just how shit it is for people who are facing it on the daily basis and having it said to them in many cases. Yeah. Like suddenly when you think about that, the fact that they're telling you that the rate for a rate of suicide for for trans people is so much higher you can entirely understand why yeah there is no doubt in your mind why that is because to face that day in day out my god that's no way no way i just so yeah yeah i i guess it, it's like obviously we didn't plan on uh talking about this today otherwise you know no. i could have we we both could have probably said something you know very put together and uh insightful but just on an emotional level it's quite hard to do that because you can't you have an emotional response which prevents you from formulating something that's I don't know like a solid it's argument I don't, I, I... it's hard for me to be rational about this when it's something which makes no fucking sense to me yeah yeah it's exactly. hard for me to put together a logical argument when the basis of it is so fundamentally ridiculous that I don't understand how because it's not it's not a logical argument. It's not a rational argument. There's this fear or moral panic on this other side that is so fundamentally opposed to people having equality and people being able to live as who they are that they've chosen to emotionally lash out and paint everyone as being some form of, you know, 
sexual deviant who's just doing it in order for their own gratification, etc, etc, etc. I don't know how I meant to come back at that with any reason and logic, in fact. There's no, there's no, because the logic and facts are there and they're, they're already out there. They're known. And for every person I find and I can point to them and say, look, this person clearly does not fit anything you're saying. They'll be able to dig out someone somewhere who happens to be, you know, to prove their theory. One person that proves their theory and therefore means that everyone must be painted with the same brush. And I don't know how you're meant to come into that with something put together and thought through because it it falls apart. You hit this brick wall where you're trying to compete against this unreal, ridiculous just nonsense and i can confirm that however many months on we are five months on from that i am just as enraged as i was back then i think it's it's impossible as well like i actually spoke to my nan two nights ago um and she like we were having a conversation about uh trans people about people being gay and she was like surprisingly woke with all of this like Mm. she was very much like of course people have always been that way like that why why make it difficult like um yeah and i i could have a, a really good conversation with her about it and you think that's somebody of an older generation who's had a lot less opportunities mm. to be educated on like LGBTQ plus rights, um, and still she's like managed to <laughs> get on board and that's yeah, it. like that's why I'm I not... struggle to to allow people the get out card of they were born in a different time or something. It's like. Yeah, but also, I, I don't think you can use that as a pure excuse forever. Because if I get to the point where I'm in my 60s, 70s, and I'm really clearly out of step with the rest of the world. Yeah, particularly the younger population. Yeah. Something's gone wrong for me, because I think... It would be ridiculous to accept. My personal lived experience is not what all of humanity goes through, nor should it be what everyone goes through, nor do I necessarily want it to be. I accept Mm. and appreciate that people come from so many different backgrounds and face different things. And ultimately, I don't live in anyone else's head but my own. I only know what's going on in my head, and sometimes I don't even know that. So... You have to be open to hearing and understanding and empathising with other people's experiences. And that's a lifelong thing. That doesn't stop the second that you become an adult and you think, well, I did that time, now I'm an adult and everything must be the same forever. It won't be the same forever. Sorry to break it to you, but that's not how the world works. 
That's not how humanity works. That's not how any of this works. Society will move forward, will change. Things will become different. Maybe things that we consider taboo are going to be less taboo in the future. Like, it's just how it, you know, take, for example, my parents getting married. Yeah. One of them black, one of them white. Not that long ago, that would have been like, oh, oh, there, that's a, are you, that's an interracial marriage. They're, <laughs> they're do- no, Ooh, that can't work out very well. Well, I'm afraid to tell you it, it has gone very <laughs> well. So, there you are. You know, it, things oh, change. Oh, sorry, that led the world to two children. On. Yeah. Being incredibly intelligent and succeeding in life. Oh, oh what a fucking Oh, oh what, dear, what, what a, a terrible mistake. What a what a destructive thing to our society. Oh wait, it's not. So you know, let's don't be I not to continue down the angry line, but also to continue down the angry line briefly. I saw this article at the end of March. Um, And it was from a historian who... I saw quite a lot of him from... um, when we were studying A-level history and talking about the Tudors and things. He seemed to have written quite a lot. Um, So his name's David Starkey. Um, He is building up a bit of a reputation in the last few years for saying some interesting things. So, well, let's go back. So in 2020, he said in an interview, um, let me find the words he used. So this was, this is a clip, a a small snippet from a wider podcast. And I haven't listened to the full podcast. I only heard this like snippet. So just to set that one aside. Um, He said, slavery was not genocide. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many damn blacks in Africa or Britain, would there? An awful lot of them survived. (laughs) Apparently, people didn't, they weren't very happy about this. Because it didn't exactly feel very inclusive of him to say (laughs) You don't say. <laughs> it kind of stirred up some racial hatred out of the invalidation of a really terrible thing because you would think that we could all accept that slavery was inherently a bad thing. I'm not sure why you choose to reduce it, but there we go. So he came out, this is three years on, I'll say. Uh, and he went to a literary thing. And um, in this article, he's got... Human, be- human beings are not equal, shouldn't be equal, and will never be equal. We differ in strength, as we are discovering in the whole debate about trans people and women. We differ in intelligence. He then went on to say that human rights were a catastrophe and described Britain as a quasi-apartheid society. The the catastrophe has been that we've introduced human rights, like gay rights, like black (laughs) rights, like trans rights, 
because they are inherently <laughs> divisive. Inherently I don't want to punch him in the divisive. Dick. He's got a very punchable fucking face. I'll tell you that much. He's got a very fucking punchable face. Hmm. And, uh, uh... But these are people I feel have... like some people with those opinions are just, like... It's not even genuine that they say these things for clout. Like, oh, he does have a punchable face. He does have a I feel like face. if I punched him, he would die. Like, yeah. I'm... Um, no hate. Just, well, actually hate. Yeah, I'm, no, I don't feel bad about I think... on him. Oh, no, sorry, Karen. Oh, no, just, uh, like, yeah, uh, I didn't really have anything to add. I was just being well, it, It's that they seem to enter this cycle of they say something that people have a negative reaction to because they didn't think it through and it wasn't actually very nice and it caused upset and pain and heartbreak and you have two choices you either acknowledge that learn from it grow from it and try and be better or you double down and he seems to have done what a disturbing number of people do and doubled down and got worse. And suddenly yeah. it's because society is divisive and all these things that we've given people are divisive. And if we all just lived like we used to, everything would be fine because everything was all fine before we acknowledged the existence of gay people and black people and trans people and anyone who's different. Why can't we all just live in the way we used to where it didn't exist? That time has never existed. There was never a time when everything was good and happy and fine. Humanity is a long series of struggles and fights to be recognised as equal to each other. There is not this golden age that you think existed whereby everyone was able to live happily and harmoniously and, oh, wasn't it wonderful? That didn't happen, okay? Any basic understanding of history will show you that that has not been the case at any point. Certainly not today. And if you're going to sit there and try and claim that we need to go back to this imaginary time, you need to get your head out of your ass and wake up to what's going on in the world. What I've just been reading while you, you were speaking, sorry, <laughs> rude, <laughs> but uh, was about his like background because it was just like oh this must be some fucking rich mm. old white dude but i'm sure you know this already but apparently he came from poverty or like a poor background how how does this happen like what how do you Though it did say he had a nervous breakdown in secondary school, so maybe he got bullied and that was the where it all started going wrong. <laughs> I have no words. That, that, it, annoy, ah, it's, I guess I hold, do I hold poor people to a higher standard? That sounds really bad, but I think. I think we hope for this solidarity. You hope that. You can understand why those with a large amount of money and power would be self-interested because and live, it's in the interest and live in to a keep bubble. 
Yeah. But you would hope that those of us lower down the tree would understand that actually we're in a situation not necessarily because of things that we've done, but because society is basically unfair. So you would hope that collectively we understand and have solidarity with each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's... Yeah, I I think when you've come from nothing or like you've come from a a background of living in poverty, then you see that how people struggle and you try to have a bit of a kinder approach, You, Mm. you have a bit more of an understanding of the struggles people face on day because like I think one of the biggest causes of suicide is I think financial reasons yep. and then uh probably equivalent to maybe uh you know LGBTQ transphobia the homophobia like they're probably the two biggest problems I can think of that leads to suicide so then you have i don't know you just you just oh i don't know i don't know i just can't that just shocked me yeah it's (laughs) you know i mean you you want to add another thing to it this guy is is gay as well and lived with his partner for several years fuck off you know Oh, it, attracted it, to London's gay scene. Oh my god. So it it tells you something really that you know sometimes the this enemies. This guy's are not had an easy him. life. Yeah, no. like he he had polio, he's uh was born with club feet, like this guy's been through the ringer. Hmm. Like And came out the other side like that. Bittered by it. Yeah. But then to hate your own community. Damn. I guess I guess that's the thing. Like, I'd have to listen to this guy speak to try and understand his how he can think like that, and maybe ask, like, you know, when did you start having these feelings? Like, you know, did you have a bad experience with someone? And then that's led to you having that stereotype or like, otherwise I just don't, I just don't understand. It's like, yeah. I was saying to Piers, this is like slightly random, but kind of, kind of related. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I mean, I've probably said this before, but, um, saying that Piers has only been attracted to like femmes like females or female presenting people yeah um and has always labeled himself as being straight um and I said to him like you know because you're not queer you don't you will never truly understand you can be an ally, but you'll never truly understand what it is. And in the same way, I will never understand what it's like to be straight. 
because I've never been straight. Like I, yeah. I can't imagine. Like I, yeah, I, I can imagine, but I can't understand what it would be like to be limited. My attraction to be limited by genitalia, for example. Yeah. Uh, or gender. Yeah. Um, it's a different lived experience that you don't have. Yeah, like, I just, for me, I'm like, if you like a person, then why should their gender or genitalia stop you going out with them? Be like, oh, oh. I, I just never truly understand it. I can uh, imagine, but I can't understand. And I think mm. with some opinions and some views on stuff, because you haven't lived the same life as that person, you can never understand why they think that way. Mm. And I think some people don't don't like to be open about their opinions. Um, and so they're unlikely to change. Mm. I think, like, when I went to uni, I did not like posh people. I did not understand it. I thought all posh people were bad. And now I'm friends with a lot of posh people. I like to think I'm, like, their to token poor person. Mm. Um <laughs> who can educate them on, on things. But like, I realized that their views on things is just because they haven't had experiences that I have. And it doesn't mean they're a bad person or they, uh, they just, yeah, they just don't get it because they haven't lived like that. Yeah. So I think everyone just has a different background and sometimes you just got to understand like with this guy I probably will never in my lifetime understand why he I hope I never understand why he has those views no. <laughs> um but then without understanding his views and where they come from how can we change that and is it our responsibility to change that it's a whole oh my god you dogs are so fucking annoying all you do is sleep all day as soon as I record the bloody podcast you're like Eating a load of skittles and bouncing around the place, whining. Amazing. <sighs> but you're I right. Like I I've chatted a lot of shit this podcast and not necessarily said anything intelligent or no, insightful. Think... No, I think you. <laughs> I I think you said quite a lot of insightful things. <laughs> I. I mean, I don't think. I... I, neither of us came into this with a plan about what we'd be going to talk about, and <laughs> neither of us are necessarily sitting here now like, oh yes, this is where I thought it would go, but I guess this is it, this is real life, this is... Yeah. And it's not all bad. Even I can recognise that with my warped, twisted mind. Um... But I don't think you should shy away from... In my... I streamed yesterday, and like the last hour of it, I ended up basically ranting, because we were talking about, um, so I have some American friends, uh, some of whom will listen to this podcast, um, Chris and Jen, if you're listening, hi, um, and they were telling me about some of what it's like to live in America, and some of the decisions you have to make, and some of the especially around healthcare, around abortion, around these things. And Chris and Jen, if you are listening, hi from like five months later. And it, I, I, I just went off on one, to be honest. I really, 
not directs at anyone there, but the the very nature of the system and the inequality that's there. And I can't. I would love to be the kind of person who just doesn't think about it, but I'm not, and so. I I do hear about these things and I hear about these struggles and I, it makes me so inherently angry, to yeah. live in a society like we do where we're one of the richest countries in the world, but there's so much inequality and poverty, and likewise yeah. of America and I'm not going to start that rant again but, I ended up really, and I think the thing is. I think it is important, to shine light on these things. Not because we don't know it necessarily, but because I think we can't always just willfully be ignorant to this stuff. This is going on. These things happen. These are the struggles that other people face on a daily basis. It's a privilege to be able to not think about it and to just live in yeah. a bubble. And I, I don't, I can't be comfortable living like that all the time because. You know, to an extent, there are barriers and lines I have to draw, for my own protection, of my mental health and things. Yeah, but, that is the thing. If you look at the news every single day, it yeah it wears you down. Yeah, and like doom scrolling, but then if you there are reasons switch... are a thing. But to switch yeah. up entirely, is something that I can't accept, for myself at the very least, because, you know that that is a privilege. To be able to live, to imagine that everything is is fine, everything's just great, because yeah. it might be for me personally, is, uh, you know, you can understand why people feel so trapped and isolated and alone, if they're looking at other people who live in the bubble and don't recognize the struggle that they're going through. Yeah. Say. Uh, I'm well. I I said it yesterday. It's like, I'm sorry, but also I'm really not sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry at all because. I want people to, I want people to talk to me, to listen to me, to be in space with me, and know that, I don't, necessarily understand everything they've been through because my lived experiences are different that I want to try and understand and I want to do whatever I can even if it's such a tiny 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 thing to make it slightly less hellish and yeah. if I can do that then at least I've done that and if everyone did that then we'd move somewhere closer to being in a good place so I'm not really sorry actually for it and you know it's one of those things where if you really have an issue with what we're saying, um, please just make sure you hold the door for anyone behind you on the way out, um, and you go and do whatever you need to do. But this stuff is going on. There are people struggling, who are fellow human beings, who you have an incredible amount in common. I looked at the other day, and it was like over ninety nine percent of your DNA is shared across the entirety of humanity and yeah. beyond I think potentially as well so don't think that you're somehow massively different it's a very very small amount of you that's different compared to the amount of you that is the same at its core and yeah you can't 
you can't treat you know i i don't i i have no apologies for standing up and setting my piece and trying to support paying for prime minister football? absolutely not i'd, I'd make it about a week and then i'd be like you people are fucked you're on your own you're on your own but uh you know i can't do that but i can do this so there you are yeah. anyway welcome back <laughs> If you just tuned out for the first hour there, uh, sozzles. Um, sozzles. <laughs> I can't, I don't, I can't, I cannot, I cannot even. Yeah, I, I feel you there. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do we, do we chat more shit or do we move on to the music section? Like, do you I have don't... anything else to say? I mean, you, you know, I, I have just basically ranted, so I apologise for that, really. Um, um, no, no. I think, like, yeah, we've covered a, a good amount. I think... Do you have anything unrelated? You know, maybe there's something else you wanted to... No, my life is fairly boring at the moment. Which is strange for someone who's planning a wedding. Yeah, I mean, like, wedding planning's pretty boring, to be honest. Like, I'm really excited for the wedding. Oh, I'm actually feeling very, I don't know, like if I said earlier, I'm actually, like, feeling very positive about the wedding. Um, Amazing. Which is, like, good, because it's it's quite a stressful thing, as <laughs> yeah, you can probably imagine. Um, I have... This isn't. This now seems like really shallow shit compared to what we're just talking about. <laughs> no, no. Um, so I've got my dress fitting uh, on Wednesday. My first like set of alterations. Uh-huh. Um, I oh I spent money. I spent like two hundred and fifty quid because I went to Westfield. Um, yeah. On- <laughs> On... You can tell so much about our backgrounds that when you said that, my immediate reaction was like, Ooh. I did have a mental breakdown about it. Like, I basically uh, had I said to Pierce, I was like, I have such a hard time of, like, spending money on myself. Like, I just, mm. I can spend money on stuff for the wedding, but mm. as soon as it's stuff for the wedding that's for me, I, like... Mm. I can't justify it in my head. I'm like, well, that could go towards a house. Like, that could go towards a deposit for the house. Like, that could, like, that could go into a savings account for if, like, the boiler breaks or, like, if the car needs a new tyre. Or, like, you know, I, there's something that makes me nervous about spending money on myself. And, mm. um, I don't know. Then I was just like, fuck it. And I buy myself some makeup for the wedding. I'm gonna um, go and get a. I bought a bracelet for the because I don't have a lot of jewelry. I probably have like I don't know, like three pieces of jewelry that I wear. Um, one is this necklace that Barbie got me for Christmas that um, we hadn't seen her in ages, so I got this like a few weeks ago. And then I've got my engagement ring, my signet ring, and a ring my nan got me. But I think that's kind of, like, 
it for like jewelry I wear. I don't have my ears pierced or anything. So mm-hmm. I decided that I, I had got this bracelet um a while back for the wedding. I was like, I'm gonna go from Pandora. And I was like, I'm gonna go get a charm for the wedding day, like a wedding charm. Because the idea is that uh for anniversaries or like if we got a dog or if we have a kid, something like that, like you can add charms mm. that are like relevant to the relationship instead of like just general ones i thought it'd be nice that it's kind of a charm bracelet for our relationship which i thought mm. was kind of cute um so i was like oh i'll go buy a charm and then what else did i go and buy i bought oh and then i went into jack wills and that store was closing down and they had discounts on everything but then they had a 50 percent discount on on top of that and um, now we're talking exactly yeah and this is where the the poor person in me was like oh money <laughs> um yeah so i came out i was like oh oh i called pierce i was like i've just spent money what have i done yeah but um i was glad after because it's like everything i bought i like i'm gonna get use out of um mm-hmm. and yeah it's like the world's not gonna end because i've gone and spent money on myself exactly exactly um yeah and the other thing i guess that happened was we gave in our notice for getting married oh congratulations thank you um it was like weird ah it was so funny um pierce was like oh so they're gonna interview us i was like um no, we're not like get. You're not getting a green card. Like they're not gonna. <laughs> As if he's getting a job. <laughs> yeah, like why would they interview us? Like laughing at him, and then we get there and we like we're having a chat with this guy, and he goes, "Right now, I need to separate you for your interviews." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Piers. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, I bet Piers looks back at you and he's like, "I told like, you, you're an asshole." Yeah, I mean to be fair, it wasn't like what. I was it like it wasn't like the whole. Have you watched the proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds? Uh, not for I, a, a while ago, yeah. Funny film, love it. Um, but at the end of it, the idea, like you probably remember, is like they're having a green card like interview and they've got all the bloopers of the random questions that are asked. And I, so in my head, I'm thinking, oh my god, they're gonna ask me like all these things <laughs> that I don't know. And, like, realistically, what wouldn't I know about Pierce at this point? Like, mm-hmm. but you know they're just going to ask a question that you're going to be like, fuck's sake, I don't know the answer. But anyway, when they separate us, it was just like, what's your job? Like, what's your parents' names? Who do you want on the certificate? Like, what's... Oh, really dull stuff. Yeah, like, I don't think there was anything personal in there. Um, but then they were like... What's, uh, what's your mum's middle name? I was like, I know it's Sean, right? So my mum's middle name's Sean, but I, she Doxed. always moaned about how, yeah, docs. <laughs> she always moaned about how it was spelt, like how my nan and granddad had spelt it on her birth certificate. So I was like, well, I know it's Sean, but I don't know how it's spelt. Like, like panicking in my head, like I should know this. I sound like a terrible person. Um, so I was like, I'm gonna go with spelling it like Shane, uh, like S-H-A-N-E, mm. 
And the guy's like looking at me like, okay, okay, we'll go oh with that. God. And he's like, you can always change it. Like, it's not a big deal. You can change it like mm. on, on the day. Um, and then I'm like, maybe it's not like that. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe I've made this up in my head. Like what? A... And then, um, and then he goes, so I, uh, you're allowed to put, um, as of two years ago, you're allowed to put your step parents on as well. Um, oh. Yeah, which I thought was quite nice. So I put my dad on and I put my stepmom on. And then he, the guy was like, and what's their middle names? I was like, I don't actually know. <laughs> He's probably looking at you like, these are your parents. <laughs> how do you not? So you don't know how your mum's middle name's spelled and you don't know. And I was like, I don't think they have middle names. And I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, maybe they do, but if I can change it, then it's like not as mm. embarrassing as not knowing what they are. So if I just say, like, no, they don't have them, like, change them. So I text, though, so, um, when I leave out, like, I have to go in the waiting room for Pierce to have his interview. So I'm, like, fucking frantically calling my dad and stepmom. Um, neither of them pick up. I'm like, oh, great. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, my my stepmom replies saying she doesn't have a middle name. Um, or was it the other way around? Yeah, no, I think it was, yeah, my stepmom said she doesn't have a middle name. And I was like, what, what about dad? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what? Brilliant. She goes, I don't think he has one, but I don't know. I was this like, man's been going sake. around and no one knows his middle name if he's even got one. <laughs> Conclusion was, my dad and stepmom both don't have middle names. But when you say that, it sounds made up, doesn't it? Like, oh yeah. no, neither of them have middle names. Like, yeah. what? Especially as, like, everyone else in my family seems to have middle names. So I just thought it was a bit random. Ah, so I'm, like, panicking as well during this. Um, anyway, I go out and, like, send Pierce. And I'm like, well, he's fine. Because he has two parents. They're married to each other. So they've got the same last name. And, um, yeah, like, he'll, he'll be fine. Anyway, he comes out. Uh, and we're <laughs> laughing. Like, he's, well, we have, we finish off the interview, like, together do the last bit and it was all fine and then it was like oh we have to put this up for 28 days or something and then it's fine um which i didn't realize they do like they put put your notice up in the like town hall or something and see if anyone objects they actually do that <laughs> yeah i had i didn't fucking know this i just like i that sounded bullshit to me like what? um so I can go down and object if I so want it. Yeah, if you knew which town hall it was, because I've never been to this town hall. That's so, so weird. If you can find it, you can object. Um, Mission accepted. Yeah, crazy. Uh, anyway, we get in the car, and we. I was like, Piers, like I, I like fucked up because uh, I couldn't remember anyone's middle names. He goes, Oh, I had, I did one worse, which you're going to be annoyed about. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? He goes, I couldn't remember what your job was. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then he told me what he said, which was wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Apparently, the guy said to him, he was like, she, apparently he goes to the guy, he goes, what, what did, like, what did she say? Um, and then he just copied down what I had said, so. No. Um. Oh, it was also awkward because, like, in the beginning of the meeting, the guy goes, um, so are you male or female? I was like, mm -hmm. oh. 
And he goes, mm. well, you haven't got a beard, so I'm going to go with female. I was like, okay. <laughs> sure, sure. You, you do you. And then, yeah, he was making jokes. I was like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to fuck with this one. I'm just going to go with female because I don't want to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was like, I don't feel like saying non-binary is an option here. So I'm just going to go with female because you're not going to understand that I just don't want that right now. So, mm. yeah, uh, that was funny. What in the flying fuck was this? This is so ridiculous from beginning to end. This yeah. Is... Yeah. What in the hell? Yeah, it was... It, we came out of it like... I think Piers just laughed because he knew the guy was... The guy apparently was chatting about his ex-wife to Piers in his interview. I was like... <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> um... And he also kept saying to us, like, there's no parking where you're getting married. Good luck. Okay. And then he was giving us advice on how to, like, get there without parking. I don't know. And, you know, you're just like, I don't... (laughs) We'll work it out. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, we'll get... This is the weirdest (laughs) fucking thing. This is so strange. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, like all fine i think so the thing that really comes like why would they not just tell you like here are the questions like they're not doing this to catch you out this is just so you can give notice why would they not just say here are the questions we're going to ask you bring them along and then you could have just written them all down and then you just go in and 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 do it what yeah. This is the most unnecessarily difficult thing I've I've heard of. Yeah. And also, it, it, did you work out how your mum's middle name was spelled? Yes, I was going to say this. It I, I was close. It is mm-hmm. spelled S-H-A-N without the E. Shan. How would I know that? <laughs> well, I would never have gone for that. That's, 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 that's... And then what's extra confusing is my mum changed it on her passport to be s-i-a-n so i i feel like i wasn't as stupid as i sounded like (laughs) no no this whole system just seems so ridiculously unnecessarily also why could you not just do that online why is that not a thing i know (laughs) i think because they have to i don't do it while they're looking at your Passport. Um, right. Oh my god! So why can't fucking... you do it online and then just turn up with your stuff and be like, yes, this is correct. I I don't know. I think uh, it's also to make sure that like no one's being coerced into getting married. Okay. They also asked us if we were related. Oh. And I was like, okay. Why did you say yes? And I was very confused because I went, huh? What? And he goes, "Are you cousins? Oh, <laughs> do we look? Do we look like cousin? What? You don't goes, even yes. look that similar. <laughs> no, and it's just one of the questions they have to ask is like, if you're related and you're allowed to marry your first cousin in England, um, are you? In, I think yeah, I think that's what he said. In Canada, you can't, but in England, you can marry your first cousin. Well, I'm not going to think about that. 
Yeah, and I was very disturbed by this and very like, <laughs> I uh, my answer was, I hope not. <laughs> and yeah. then I said, well, we have done a DNA test. And I was like, now it sounds like we have, we thought no, we were related. Why would you add to it? <laughs> just say no and move on, dear Lord. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just very like, huh? oh no, oh, why would we? God. What, what? Yeah, yeah, that was... The other, so the drama that I was just suddenly remembered as well was, was having a panic. Yeah, I booked to do it on here, like, in February, or beginning of February, or maybe end of January. And Pierce knew this, and I was like, Pierce, like, um, you're going to have to dig out your uh, birth certificate. He goes, I haven't got a birth certificate. It's like, how do you not, what? You must have. Well, he, he, he does have with... one. Yeah, I was like, you've lived, and you live next door to your mum, like, between the pair of you. Like, I'm not relying on Steve for the birth certificate, because the, the no, man no, didn't no. even know where his own passport was. No. Um, I was like, between the pair of you, you must have a birth certificate. Like, huh? And then I find out that his passport and his driving licence is about to expire. <laughs> and oh. then... During, there was the awkwardness of, because he didn't have a birth certificate, uh, and we've booked Italy now, um, he couldn't send in his passport because we needed it as proof of identity for... Oh, God, 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 God. And then, during our interview, the guy said, oh yeah, by the way, uh, the all of the passport officers going on strikes so you're gonna have to go to either london or petersburg and do mm. one of the like emergency ones um i have since looked and they've they've said on the website on the postal office that it shouldn't exceed 10 weeks still even with the strikes so fingers crossed it will be okay um if not, I guess we will just have to go to London, but I didn't... It, you have to pay so much more money to go and do one of these emergency ones, so, I, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll just take the chance, I'll take the risk it for a chocolate biscuit. Um, but yeah, I just couldn't believe, I was like, Piers, how the fuck did you, like, not <laughs> realise? And I was like, oh, your driving licence is about to expire as well. He's like, no, it's not. I was like, have you checked? He goes, oh, check now. And he goes, quiet. And I was like, when does it expire? And he goes, next month. <laughs> Not next month. It's like June or something. Yeah. Um, which is before our fucking legal ceremony and before our honeymoon. So you know when you're like, mm-hmm, I'm not stressed now because you're going to have no forms of identification because you're going to have to send it off. Um, and you need forms of identification for the legal ceremony. So we're just hoping that his driving licence, because they don't take us long, will come back before the legal ceremony. But, yeah. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. But my passport and driving licence are in date, and I have my birth certificate. So All right, well, there we go. I will be getting married to myself if... <laughs> If and you're, you're yeah. feeling pretty relaxed about all this, eh? Oh, absolutely fucking yeah. not. But I've just had to accept that it's out of my control. It, yes, yes. How do people fucking elope? How does that I even know. How work? How do people do have spontaneous like weddings? Oh, like it took me, God. it took me a year to hear back from the council about booking an appointment at one of their like for one of their registrars at one of their venues and you have to do it at an approved venue as well so it's like 
how the fuck do people do this shit? Like, I do, and, like, I don't think, I feel like I'm of average intelligence, right? I don't, I don't feel I think, like... I think we can say you're definitely at least average, if not above average. Yeah, like, I would say Let's, that I'm yeah. not, I'm not on the completely thick side. And you're I'm not an still... idiot, no baffled by the whole process and I was just like this makes it quite challenging to actually get married which I mean maybe it shouldn't be really easy to get married but I'm not sure it should be this hard yeah yeah um nobody said it was easy yeah are you Coldplay referencing yeah Okay, good, because I was like, because he doesn't, is, is it yeah. so ingrained in his brain that he's doing it accidentally? Yeah. I said it, um, I smiled, I looked off and I was like, go on, <laughs> go on, you can do it. Uh, right, I need the toilet quickly, so right. I might pause and come back if you want to entertain people or have a break yourself. I don't want to entertain people. That's nice. Okay, one sec. For context, I did just sit in silence until Kat came back because I didn't want to entertain people beyond the amount I was already entertaining people, because I am a naturally funny guy. Um, anyway, I, uh, let's just carry on. I have a really random question for you. Alright, go Do you use hand soap, uh, like a uh, bar of soap or liquid soap? Um, we have both. Which uh... one do you use? Normally, I'll use the the liquid one. We have a um, we buy like a massive thing and then we just like refill this. Refill it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, so I I don't know if you know this. I have hand eczema. Yes. Um, and I I think because of being in London and using hand sanitizer and soap, it's mm. just fucking destroyed my hand. Mm. So I decided like a few weeks ago that I'd start using the bars of soap because they just feel a little bit like less harsh. And also like a lot of soap has linalol in. <laughs> so mm. um, the, I think the Dove ones do have linalol in because they smell like their fragrance. So I'm assuming they have it in, but also got like a Sanex one which I think's got I uh, probably doesn't have anything because it's not like scented. Yeah. Um but I always like said to Joe and Steve, I was like, I don't know how you use bars of soap because you touch the bar of soap with dirty hands, you wash your hands with it, then you put it back mm. in a moist condition. Mm. How how is it and they're like it's self cleaning. I'm like, how is it? You know, you're like, I don't actually know how... To, I'd, like, want to do an experiment where I find out which one is actually making my hand clean. Because mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that it's doing the full job. But I don't know. It's better than having blistering hands, I guess, so... Yes, absolutely. I can either have slightly dirty hands or blistered hands. <laughs> I'm just trying to work it right? out now. No, I'm not going to think about that. That's not. I'm not. No, no. I feel like I need to stop using hand sanitizer because that's the thing that's hand sanitizer. Is, you just have to be careful of how much you're using it. Yeah. Because you can overdo it, and it will dry out your hands. 
I think maybe if I use it, I then need to use hand cream. But like, yeah, I might see if you know the um, body shop uh, moisturizer you gave me. Yeah. I there's I've pretty much finished that. I've destroyed that thing, which I never finish any of my moisturizers. Cause oh, was it? So it was good. Yeah, it was good, and it was nice that it was scented. Because normally everything that I buy doesn't have a scent to it. Because like if it has a scent, it normally has linalool in. Mm. Um, but that stuff's been great, nice. and it actually like encourages me. I it, I am terrible for moisturizing, which yeah. yeah um, I don't know. It's just one of those things like you get out of the bath and then you don't want to be sticky and then I don't know. But with that stuff, I've actually, for some reason, it's motivated me to actually moisturise, so it's good. But I probably need to get like the like a mini version or or like the hand cream version to take yeah. out and about with me. Um, yeah. One hundred percent. You should definitely. It's um. Yeah, I have um. It, I actually, <laughs> strangely enough, I used the one. You got me the um, oh, was it the oh, cocoa butter one. You know uh, that one yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have that. I have it. I keep some in my desk at work and have some. I think, and I always find that works quite well as a kind of um. That's quite good for moisturising. It seems to get like moisturise quite deeply. I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah. So I use that quite a bit because it work. Stuff. I find that my hands will get quite dry from, like you say, using hand sanitizer and things. So um, that one has always worked really well for me. That's good to know. Yeah, I I don't actually have any of that stuff anymore. I need to go and buy some. But my nan used to swear by it, which is why I got some for yeah. you. Um, they sell it in Wilco as well. So. Yeah. Next time in, oh, I love an excuse to go to Wilco. It's like one of my favourite shops, if you couldn't tell. Just another future insights, I guess. Um, Wilco is, or maybe I should say, was a UK shop that sold basically everything. Like, they were pretty varied. But as of a few weeks ago, they were in some pretty big financial issues. And it's still not entirely clear whether or not they will survive as a business. So, you know. Five months changes a lot in the world. Who knew? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, we are really interesting people, aren't we? I I would say that we're incredibly interesting. Sometimes I think about like what we talk about in the podcast, and it's interesting to us. But like, you know, you're just like, I don't. Are other people interested in the random? I wonder this about? every time I start going off <laughs> on one of my weird things. Um. <laughs> I just kind of hope that if people don't like it, that they'll keep it to themselves. <laughs> yes. Don't don't tell me about it. I know that my life is boring. I don't need to anyone else to tell me that. I think a boring life is a good life. I don't know that Maybe. I think my life is even that boring. You know? For me, no. it's it's plenty. <laughs> It's fine. For some people, it might be boring, but it's one of these things that we all have different levels of what is boring and what isn't. And I am. Um, yeah. To be honest, I you know what's boring to what's boring to me would be sat down for ninety minutes watching football. But yes. I could also sit there for like an hour and a bit and watch 
Formula One. So, you know, I can hardly I... say much. Music is playing out of my headphones, but Spotify says it's not playing. Oh, I'm mystified. What's happening to you? Oh, What's... okay. It was Spotify. It was just... I don't know. Shall we move on to At least music? we can. At least we can blame ADHD now. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <sighs> Dear fucking lord. I I just don't know how I started playing Spotify. I love you, but you really do fucking confuse me sometimes. I confuse myself. So. <laughs> just hit me up. Let's go. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, I, I'm like reasonably intelligent and then I get humbled very quickly as soon as I start thinking that. <laughs> you, you are absolutely um, very much intelligent, but as with all intelligent think... people, you have your moments. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to hit you up with Good Morning by Ralph uh, Castelli because oh okay. that was the song that randomly started playing in my ears, which was very, very confusing. This is like such an indie classic. I don't know if you were like, what does indie sound like? This is the mm. song you would play. Um, I've been listening to this playlist because um, we've had these songs in for a little while in this playlist. Yeah. I've been listening to it on my way to work and it's like a perfect balance of like hype hype and then this song's just like calm. Yeah. Um, and you know when you you sit on the train or sit on a bus or something and you start romanticizing the journey. Yeah. Like passing like a building being demolished. You're like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. this is great. I don't know. It gives me that kind of um, vibe. And uh, I think if you didn't have the little synths going through it, it would probably sound quite. Bear. You know, with like a lot of indie songs, you'll have like an acoustic guitar and someone singing, and that's it. And then there's no like texture to it, so then it just feels. Sometimes that works uh, in its favour, and it's quite raw. But with this, because you've got a little bit more going on instrumentally, that it just kind of uh, brings a little bit more oomph to it in the mm. technical. And it kind of reminds me of. Uh, uh, how to build a home, the cinematic yeah, yeah, I see that. That kind of not not quite as like emotional as that. Though. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, it just I feel like this is a sound of being content, and the lyrics probably completely contradict that. But like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I um, so I, you know when I was looking up things, so apparently he he said about it um. I wrote this song about coming out of depression. It felt like I had just woken up from a long, awful nap. Oh, so it is so, kind of... I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, to be honest. I also put in my notes, I've just got them up, that it makes my brain go quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 I think it's, it's what I said when I was taking these notes down. It definitely has that feeling of of coming out of something. You know, even... The last month or so, I feel like we've gone from miserable, dark winter 
So like, yeah, it definitely feels more spring. Like I'm wearing shorts today. Like it, the sun's been shining more this week. It's been warmer. It's getting like dark later on. So you have that, and in a similar way, like this feels like that. But like for your mood, that kind of feeling of. I I can in to- totally get what he's saying about coming from a long nap kind of thing. Like waking mm. up and going, yeah, okay, okay, things are, things are fine. I'm like coming back out of my shell kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think it very much has that feeling. I, 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 it's lyrically, I, I just find it very, um, so I really like, what is this about? It's a good morning, mister. It's a good morning just for all the finer things in life. It's not so black and white. Um, it's a perfect day to be alive. And it's like... You, I, I, I like that. I find it really sweet. And I like the fact that it's not overblown. It's not like... Hyper happy, poppy, sweet, sickly, like... Oh my mm. god, everything's amazing. It's like the kind of risk thing of waking up and feeling just kind of okay yeah and like just you know kind of like you've you've come out of something you're recovering from something it has that whole feel to it which i think is just nailed and i am um, yeah i've got yeah easy to get lost in was the other thing i had because i just mm. i was listening to it and i definitely kind of like, i closed my eyes for it and i was just like i could fully drift off and just be in my own little world for a bit with this Oh, definitely. Yeah, I and like again on the train, like just sort of. I've been trying to. Uh, so I normally read on the train. I normally okay. my mo- my morning routine is now. I'll get on the train. Mm. I try and do my my makeup because I refuse to get up earlier to do any makeup. Mm-hmm. So I normally just put on a little bit of makeup, and then the train gets absolutely packed. So I then um start reading um but when i was listening to this song i realized i'd stopped reading was just staring out the window because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i think it just i i don't know you just kind of wanted to be in the moment i guess that sounds really cringe but like, no no i get that entirely um and just look outside and see what's going on because i think sometimes like I think that the same thing happens when you're driving. You kind of forget to look at what's around you and you just kind mm. of get used to things. And then one day you go, was that shop always there? I never knew that shop was mm. there. And then yeah, suddenly goes, yeah, notice it's something been there you for don't the last know how long it's been years. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so bizarre. Um, yeah, I just definitely think this song, you could imagine it in an indie movie. Hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, also, I find it a really beautiful song. A while back, yeah, one one hundred percent. His voice was really soothing as well. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh, a, a while back, you'll see you editing. I don't know how prominent it was, but like it felt quite exaggerated to me. I suddenly became hyper aware that I had my earphones in my ears i know this sounds really stupid but it made me twitch um 
just like has this idea of like you going back through it and I'm just there like swinging my head and you're like what the this... what was going on I'm looking forward to this I'm looking forward to this one um sorry I we can we can go back to songs are these in the wrong ears left that is my left ear Okay, I'm not okay. I'm gonna hit you up. Do you want to hit you up? Yeah, hit me up. I'll hit, hit you up. up. Yeah. All right. Dear fucking <laughs> Lord above. Um. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Right. Danger. Uh, live at the House of Coco by Olivia Dean. I'm so glad that you've said this one because I feel like it gives off a very similar vibe yes. to. Uh, Good Morning by Ralph Castelli. Is it Castelli? Yeah, let's go for th- Yeah, why not? I think so. It's weird that you'd ask um, that now after we finished talking about it, but that's okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Like, with this song, I like, I love the fact that it's live because I realised mm. that I don't listen to live music as much as I used to. Um, going to gigs and... Uh, on Spotify, like I used to listen to the live versions of songs, particularly like Coldplay have always been very good at releasing live mm. stuff. Frank Turner's been good. Yeah, so like I was just really glad that this came up on my recommended and I was like, this there's something just so lovely about a track being live because it makes mm. you feel like you're in the room with them, especially when it's kind of that... Her voice just sounds so natural and un... Uh, unproduced, uh, mm. unaffected. Like I don't know. It just sounds like yeah, she, like she's singing directly to you, which is just really nice. It's hot. It's like wholesome and homely and yeah. Yeah, that's totally. Kind of, that's my little rant. <laughs> no, well, I'm kind of similar to you actually. I listened to the um studio version afterwards so i listened to this one then the studio and then i came back to this one again um and i love i love the song itself like yeah it's a great song i think it really like i love that kind of being so in love with someone that you're almost codependent on them and like it's intoxicating almost um like being that in love with someone, like, it really captures that. I think, like, I was thinking about it as, I think I prefer this live version because there is something more vulnerable about it. There's something more, like you said, personal and as if it's the two of you just in a room and, like, it's just to you that... It, it works really well and it does feel vulnerable and personal in a way that the studio version can't quite do because it's and that's fine like it, it works really well but it, it definitely just adds that layer of something that's like I don't even know it's more intimate kind of thing yeah definitely um, I think like with the original version I've only like listened to it once but mm. um you've got the sort of like baseline the funky sort of baseline going through mm. and i think because you've got a bit more of a pop structure going on there you can kind of 
like zone out slightly with it like it's still a brilliant song but mm. with the live version you are kind of jolted by the fact that it's live and you then mm. pay a bit more attention to it and you're not in your comfort zone you're taken out of your comfort zone and you're um it's like the same as like if you listen to something through your headphones mm. or if you're stood there and watching someone perform that song you're you're going to be paying attention in a different kind of way mm. and they're both great but it's different and i think um because i think people don't listen to live versions as much it's nicer to have a bit of a change and mm. yeah that's kind of my like and again her voice oh lovely. yes no you're totally right i think it does it um it kind of demands your attention almost because it's so intimate stripped back personal mm. that it's like it it almost is telling you no no you need to listen to me you need to because i'm i'm singing this to you and it it definitely has that that feeling to it where you can't not be drawn into it um and yeah you're right such a beautiful <laughs> voice I love the, like, um, she has it in the, I think it's the pre-chorus, her voice kind of, like, so she, like, jumps up, like, maybe an octave or something. Um, yeah. And that's, like, when I heard that, I was just like, oh, my God, you nailed that. And you, like, nail that every time. When, when someone can use their voice that well, that kind of skillfully, it takes practice it takes work to do that that you can't it, it takes work you know it's an instrument in the same way that any other instrument is to hone your talent to get that to be able to do it but in a way that means that you can keep doing it again and again and again and again for years to come rather than you know destroy your voice within a few a few years of singing um I've completely gone off on a tangent, but yes, I think um, some people do have those voices that are are just, <laughs> they're built different. They just, they're so, they have a quality to them that not everyone has. And it's it's really good to hear people who have that and can use it and... And, and can share that beautiful. with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, I'm going to hit you up with a slightly different one. Mm -hmm. Carmen. All right. By Strome. Yes, I think that's right. Um, this, I, okay, I did a double take because I just assumed that this was something that was, like, recommended for me, that, uh, like, and it wasn't something you'd put in. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't, like, I didn't go, oh, yeah, this is Chorus's music. Like, I didn't, I don't know. It just took me surprise. by surprise. It was just like fun and kind of silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just was like, hang on. Hang on. Oh, that was my reaction to the mm. to listening to it for the first time. Like, oh, I, I see what's happening here. Um, yeah. Sorry, that was really like terrible description of the song. That was just no, my no. reaction. I definitely do. You want to like help me out here, brainwise? Yeah, and actually I um, explain like my so the story. It's very strange. Basically, we were at work 
and I said to one of my friends, something had happened, for some reason I had the, um, one of the pieces from Carmen in my head, um, from yeah. the opera, so, like, people might have heard it, I think it's, I think it's the Habanera, um, I forget, I've never actually watch the whole thing but I know these some of these pieces um and so I, I I had that in my head for some reason I told my friend and then he comes back later on he's like oh well here's something you will uh you'll enjoy and it was this song and it's like that piece but taken and made into like this hip-hop kind of thing almost and like yeah it's really quite fun and different um, and I I just instantly I was lyrics. like I fucking love this it is it is fun like it's it's kind of it is kind of silly because it's it's just so um there must be a term for when you re-envision a song like in a different genre there must be like a yeah i don't a know term for that i i think he's really cool and inventive and, and does some interesting things with his music and this definitely um yeah takes something and transforms it in so many ways into this something different um lyrically it's in french um and so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm very reliant upon like oh, i watched genius. the music video like, for it first of all so i was like okay i think i understand what's going on and then i went back and like looked for the translation i was like oh okay cool um and essentially to give a very brief overview, the opera itself is about this, this story of essentially this woman who is beautiful and all manner of things, whatever, and this soldier comes along one day and falls in love with her. Um, and, you know, thinks she's amazing, whatever. And so he completely falls for her. Um, and then she so they go on they have this thing and then she decides actually she really loves someone else so she leaves him goes for this other guy whatever and it's that classic thing of the soldier is so completely destroyed by jealousy and overcome by it that he can't possibly allow that to happen and ends up basically killing her because it's like if i can't have you no one can kind of thing um and it's all about, like, love and its destructive potential, really, and how it it can do these crazy things to you and turn even the seemingly most rational person into an emotional mess. Um, so it's quite an interesting one. And, and, and the song itself is, like, it plays around with it, so it does... It reimagines it in the modern world, so it talks more about social media and like being a public figure in the modern world and being on twitter and like likes and retweets and all that kind of stuff and how for so many people you become dependent on people liking your content or whatever to feel loved and when that starts disappearing from you, you're like, oh, I need to get that back. I need to do anything. I'll do anything to make sure I can get that back on that high again. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's like Kardashian culture almost, you know. 
everyone knows you, everyone sees you, and, and everyone is like, oh, you're amazing. When you start becoming less relevant, you have to do something to become relevant again. Um, and so the song is very much about that. But it's um, you wouldn't know that unless you'd done what I do and go and look <laughs> at weird tangents. Uh, and the song itself is just very fun, and you should listen to it. Yeah. And it's I, like 10 I, years old as well, so it's not even like a new song. No way! I didn't realise that. I assumed it was new. I, now, um, tell me, at what point did I lose you during all of that? I was, I was suddenly thinking about opera. As soon as you started talking about Carmen, I was like... Th- yeah, I was thinking about back to my opera module in third year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's probably where I lost it. There it is. There it is. Well, I'm, I'm not sorry. I, you know, um, it's okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Shall I hit you up? Um, oh, I was just going to say with um, with the track, like, so with so it, I'd have the like good morning and danger, like while I'd be on the train romanticizing the journey, and then Carmen would be like, as you first get off the train, mm-hmm. and it's fucking crazy because the trains have been mm, mm, mm. uh that's all i'm gonna say recently mm. so it's it's normally hell at euston uh so it's quite fun to have this because i'm like positively bouncing through the crowds mm. um you suddenly need to be a lot more aware right like up until the point where you hit euston you're you can switch off a bit but when you need yeah. to get off the train and get moving, you need to. I was listening wake up. to metal originally, like. Yeah, you were saying before like... you were listening to like metal. But now, like, I don't know. I've kind of. Well, I want something a bit more positive, like uplifting, instead mm. of because I feel like the metal was making me get angry with people instead of just mm. like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's quite fun track to bounce around busy train stations. Very good. <laughs> Very good. I'll recommend yeah, it to uh, the train people. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> we need to play that all the time at Easter. Uh, let's go for Jealous of My Friends by B. Miller. I love this song. I've... We spoke about B. Miller once or twice before. Early, yeah, that bitch. Yeah. Not That's the name of the, the song. Bitch, That's not the, just the song. <laughs> And actually, I remember we did a post saying about, like, uh, what was your favourite song that we mentioned in the podcast? And Sarah said that the B. Miller song. Yeah, was that's true, actually. Um, fun facts. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this song, I actually sent it to Piers because I thought he might like it. Um, I guess it's, you know, it's about comparing like your it? life. Yeah, he did, which you know, he <laughs> doesn't always like the same kind of songs as me but i thought you might like it because it's um you know it's about looking at all your friends lives and thinking oh they're they're doing better than me they've like and and being jealous of them essentially Mm. um why don't i have what they have and Mm. but if more specific than that it's about being in the music industry and seeing your friends like maybe doing better than you or whatever you know i Mm. i guess that's kind of yeah, I. No, I you're guess, right. Yeah, that's kind of why I like the song, and I just thought it was. 
it's it's quite a niche thing to relate to, I guess, but mm. also in a wider uh, context. Like mm. a lot of people can c- compare, like you know, uh, not compare. A lot of people can relate to comparing their lives to their friends and thinking that their friends. That oh, the thing is, they probably think like oh yeah my friends are doing so much better than me like their lives look amazing and then their friends are probably looking at their lives and thinking the exact same so Mm. well i mean here's a so i listened to it and i was like damn i feel this in myself because uh horrible as it sounds like i have three 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 friends which are getting married this year (laughs) <laughs> um, quite Oops. close together. There's like a run of them. Uh, cats being one of them. Um, and so you hear about that, and I have friends who are getting engaged, and I've got friends who are buying houses, and they're. And you can't help, as much as it is terrible as it sounds, there is a part of me that sits there sometimes and feels jealous of it. There is a part of me that sits there and feels like. Like, why them? Frustrated. Why not me? Yeah. And it's not, it's like, you don't want it instead of them, but everyone else is there and you're like, why am I not there? What did I do wrong? And you you think back and you're like, what, where did I mess up to not end up at this same place? Because everyone else has got here. So I must have done something wrong rather than it's just how things have gone and, you know, like, it, it doesn't work that way. But you can't yeah. help but start comparing yourself to other people. And especially your friends and things, because these are people you speak to every day or every, you know, quite often. These people whose lives you follow. Uh, so, yeah, I, it's not the music industry, but I 100% understand it. And that bit, um, I know you're not supposed to say it, and honestly, I hate it. Yeah, that's abs- because it's the guilt that comes with that. It's the guilt of sat there, sitting there and thinking, no, I want my friends to be happy. And they are yeah. happy. This is good. You shouldn't be feeling the way that you do. But in the back of your mind, you can't help but sit there and think, but I fucking want that. Yeah. Why can't I have that? And it's a difficult balance to strike. And it's not something yeah. that I'm necessarily the most comfortable talking about. Because... You know, I mean, in our case, it, <laughs> for me to come to you and be like, by the way, I have a little bit of jealousy over you, this sort of thing. <laughs> like, what are you going to do about that? What do you possibly... It's not because I want, don't want you to have any of these things. I'm actually really happy for you to have these things. I'm excited for you. I'm really like, yeah. this is amazing. But I can't... I do, In the back of my mind, always there, it's just like, Ooh, lucky for some and it's like no 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 I don't want that but it is that but I, I've like had the same with you like uh, with your job and you know you getting promoted and things like that mm. I was like oh fuck him no not fuck mm. him <laughs> um, no but, but like, yeah yeah Um, you know you doing well in that level and also like I think you have a, a really good moral compass and I think you have like one of the best minds in terms of not not mental health. I was gonna say. <laughs> um, 
but, um, like, have you spoken to me before? <laughs> but like in your outlook on life about like issues and I feel like even if it sacrifices your mental health at times like you choose to stay educated on tough topics and you tr- like are always trying to contribute towards a better life better society and all of that lot and sometimes like I feel like I become lazy with that whereas like I feel like you are consistent with it you know so I I get jealous that you are able to um to do that and Mm. yeah and stay Mm. I think it's it's quite natural you know to feel because I don't think any of us can help but compare ourselves to our friends I know people who have like you said done that and I've not known it compared themselves to me like oh you've managed this and and my response is always you know like no 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 that's not don't do that that's not fair to you because that's underplayed so we we all know it that feeling of comparing yourself to other people and it, it could be anything it's yeah like there will almost certainly be points in people's like even being in a relationship I have to imagine that every now and again looking at someone who's not in a relationship going off and doing something there must be a tiny bit in the back of your mind it's like oh well, I don't fucking have that luxury to just like go and do stuff what the hell 100% like I originally thought that I was gonna go and live in America for like three to six months mm-hmm. with work like going and touring doing music stuff and like probably have a little bit more of a um like uh traveling yeah sort of uh yeah flitting around the world kind of lifestyle um and going wherever the work was um and then I've got to it and it's like (laughs) well if I don't want to be a tour manager because mm. I don't want to leave my dogs and I don't want to leave Pierce. Mm. And and then you're like, oh, I don't know if I'd still want to do that. Or whether, like, you, you know what I mean? So you do, like, yeah. wonder how your relationship has affected the, your, your, not goals, but, like, things you want to do in life. But then mm. I guess, like, that changes as you mm. grow older anyway and what you want like now I want stability mm. <laughs> so but yeah no it does definitely sometimes you think oh being single would be easier but then it's like mm. I'd still have to live with myself and mm. I'm far more difficult than my partner so <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah no I get what yeah, you mean it's yeah. I think everyone in different ways can probably relate to that thing because I think inherent to all of us as human beings is this not even desire, but compulsion to compare ourselves to other people and to to work out how, yeah, you know, it's like a social media thing. We all assume that everyone else is living their best life because that's all we ever see. Um, yeah. And so all the bad shit, we don't see it. And yeah, if you, would, if you saw all the bad shit, you wouldn't necessarily be as jealous anymore. So, oh, yeah. you know. I've seen like friends who have got engaged and like posted really like picturesque things about their relationship like oh buying house blah 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 doing this doing this and then they've broken up but like there's been no like 
my life is perfect, my life is perfect, oh, our relationship's gone to shit. But yeah. you would have no idea because, like, it had yeah, been like, where played the hell off did it all as, go like, so we're doing... Well? Yeah, like, it had been played off as it been so great that you're kind of like, oh, oh, I would have had no idea about that. Yeah. And then I think the like i was just with the podcast trying to be quite transparent about mine and piss relationship and having arguments and not always agreeing on things because i think sometimes when people are posting things that are so picture perfect that you then strive to have that and that's not realistic yeah um and if you could sabotage healthy happy relationships because you are trying to seek a situation where you are going out with someone who like you never have an argument with because you completely agree about everything and just everything mm. yeah i don't know that's just like one tiny part of yeah. that yeah you're right totally. sorry no you're totally right um what are we talking about <laughs> we're talking about music we're, we're recording Shall a walter rights podcast should we? I think one of the dogs is blown off. It'll be Piffin, you stinky fuck. Right, next right. song. Uh, your last song. Yes. Welcome to the DCC by mm. Nothing But Thieves. Who would have guessed? Who would have um, guessed? <laughs> uh, what was I going to say about this song? Oh, yeah, it's quite different, isn't it? From the it is quite stuff. different. I was interested um, to hear your thoughts on this one. So, I don't know if I would have necessarily thought it was nothing but thieves, if I hadn't mm. seen that it was nothing but thieves. Um, because it's quite 80s. Yeah. Do, do you get that? Like, I think it kind of gives off disco 80s vibes. Yeah. Obviously, I think the Telltale is obviously Connor's voice. Yes, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just... It, oh, okay, so... I put in my notes. <laughs> For some reason, when I hear the song, I have the thriller music video in my <laughs> yes, okay. head. Yeah. Um, and not just the like, okay, not just the thriller uh music video. Did I made you watch? Did I make you watch Boy at some point? The Kiwi film. Uh, no, I don't think you did actually. Oh, okay. So, like, should I watch it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it, okay. it's like, I, f I feel like the humour will be up your, like, it'll be your taste, it'll be up mm -hmm. your street. <laughs> I don't know where I was going. Up your <laughs> street. Uh, up your alley. I think that's what I was yeah. going with. Um, but, uh, oh, and the guy who directed it, oh, what's his fucking name? He is the... He's in the Marvel films. He's the rock guy, the stone guy. Oh, okay. And, like, so Pierce has actually made me watch a couple of his, like, films or stuff that he's been in, and I just fucking love everything that he does. So, yeah, yeah just love him. But um, he... I think he directed the film and is the main... One of the main guys in it, okay. uh, but at the end they like reenact the thriller music video. So I have that going on in my that. brain. So I do get what you mean. It is very eighties, kind of yeah, eighties. Um, I don't know what I was. I I was trying to work out what I'd call it, and I was like, dance track pop thing. Like I don't know what I would call it other than eighties. 
I put make makes you want to dance disco B eighties. Just yeah, That's... it's so weird. I was just trying to work out. It. Yeah, I don't know, but I I agree. I wouldn't necessarily have said nothing but thieves had I not seen the uh, who it was uh, and and the yeah. of course. Um, but I vibe with it. I really do vibe with it. I like the um, it feels like it's some kind of. I don't know if there is an album out already or if it's going to be. I think it's going to it's be. It's on the way. <laughs> um, I get the feeling it's going to be like a concept kind of like album kind of thing. You know, like there's going to be some... Pull a Coldplay, do something wacky. Yeah, there's going to be some kind of overarching thing to it. There's some... Um... I, I can't even put the thing on it, but I, I, I'm excited to hear it and I, I like it. I had that kind of... um almost you know the game cyberpunk yeah it, i had that kind of in my head almost like that kind of very futuristic crazy neon world where everything's fucking bright colors actually and that makes sense flying fucking cars and shit and all that stuff like, like tron yeah exactly like that yeah 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 um so i definitely had a lot of that stuck in my head but it's um it's 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 unexpected for nothing but thieves and, and what I've come to expect from them, but I think they make it work in this song. I'm interested to see where it, where it goes. I, yeah, ditto. Samesies. Samesies. <laughs> um, I hate myself for that. Uh, shall I hit you up for the last one? <laughs> Why not? No, no, I don't think you should. Fuck you. Right. No. <laughs> well, I will. Uh, Baby Sad by Maniskin. Ah, oh, Maniskin. Do you hate me for this one? Because no. I, you don't hate me for this one because, no. like, Pierce hates me because he can't get out of bed. And <laughs> I absolutely know what he means. Fucking rooted um, in my head, the whole and it will not leave. I keep like singing the guitar really mm -hmm. rat like in really random like moments, and then he just looks at me. He's like, "Cat, you know I'm fucking writing an album at the moment. You need to mm -hmm. fucking stop because I'm gonna start writing that in my songs mm -hmm. and think it's an original idea." <laughs> um, and then he started humming it, and he just looked at me. He's like, "You fuck." This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I Skin, like they're genuinely one of my favorite bands and i i they're playing the o2 in may yeah i saw some of this aren't they playing like glastonbury as well at some point or something oh don't even because i really want to see them but so the o2 is a bit of a an awkward one to get to yeah um it's more getting back from it because it's like say the concert doesn't finish to 11 and the yeah. last train is at 11 you have to get back to Houston to get the train home. and then you're leaving early and it's just it's just a bit of a pain unless you're like driving or something um so and also the O2 is always really expensive for tickets yeah um, and I, I don't really like going to arenas for gigs either don't hate me but like i think with coldplay like it's they make it an arena show if you know what i mean but yeah like, with and same with like slipknot or like bands who've been in the game for a long time um yeah. and have 
endless like muse for their budget my god um <laughs> but i think with like man of skin i think i'd prefer to go to somewhere like coco or like a medium not a medium size yeah it's a large venue but like a um like the O2 in the uh, O2 Forum, Kentish Kentish Forum, whatever one that is. Like one of those venues, you know, where you can yeah. get stuck in and you can fuck around and have a good time. I just think like that's the kind of you need. It's rock. It's fucking modern rock. You need to do it right. You know, don't need to be stood up in a bloody nosebleed chair. Um, yeah. Sorry. That's a pretty random. <laughs> yeah, you really got Insta. I just love Maniskin, and this song is catchy. Everything Maniskin does is catchy, and I, I don't know if I like tend to listen to albums too much anymore. Like I like a bit of variety in my playlist, but mm. like I will ha- happily put on Maniskin and just leave it on shuffle and mm. yeah, go go through. They haven't even got that that many tracks out but like no i feel entertained i so. i have this thing with them where and it, it's rare for me to say it um where i'm almost like can they release a bad song can oh, they release a I'm song scared. that fucking sucks please like i need i need one that just doesn't hit in the same way so i can be like oh you are humans after all because <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I think they're really fucking great, actually. Um, this song instantly got stuck in my head. Like, one of the problems I have with them almost is like, their song's finished, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not ready for you to finish More? yet. Let's back around again. I can listen. I listened to this song like a few times on a leave, and I was like, I have to stop now. But I don't want to because it just is so catchy. The riff in it, the bass line fucking just gets stuck in my head. Like, oh my god. It, it, it's so fucking catchy. And like, they have some of the best lyrics as well. I, I just think they fucking... And I, <laughs> I love the chorus because it... First time round, I was like, "Oh yes," yeah, and then I actually listened to it. Yeah, I was like, "Did they say that?" And I looked it up. So, um, if you um have any children in the room, hmm. get rid of them, them. now. <laughs> um, baby said, "When you're talking, I go dead." Shut your mouth. Give me your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Baby yeah. said, "Let me taste your silhouette. You can talk between <laughs> my legs." Mm. I know. I was just yeah. like. All right, don't fucking hold back. Let's go. Let's let's fucking. I look. They're so you know, just. They don't fuck. <laughs> they don't fuck around. They don't mess around <laughs> with like. Uh, like, like taboo. They don't. They yeah, and there's, there's no youth business. Like, it's straight in. It's like, boom. There you go. I and, think when people say like talk dirty to me, this is like what they want. Not like oh no. your cock so big. This yeah. that's what they want. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Call me daddy. Even that <laughs> sentence just made me cringe. <laughs> That's why I had to do it with a weird voice, because I just couldn't, oh, like... Oh, God. But I love... And I love how they always have this, like, story behind their, like, songs. You know, there's always something there that actually is, like, a thing. So the whole thing about this song is that, you know, 
this guy's fallen in love with a girl, but she's basically only interested in sex and doesn't really... Also, I love that, like, twisting it on its head, kind of like the classic, oh, the girl wants something deeper and emotional, but the guy's just there for sex. And actually, it's like flipping it on its head. And it's like the guy, he really wants this emotional connection. And she's like, no, no, I just want I just want to have sex. Nothing else. I know plenty of horny gals who are oh, like yes. that, who are like, men, stop deeping it. Like, I just mm. want sex. I'm like, you pop off. Yeah, you, you do you. you. You get what you want. I like it. It is nice that that's being, yeah, spoken about as well. It's a strong um, female, which I think they've done in a few songs where it's like that strong feminist kind of thing of like, yeah, you know what? Women can do this too. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're well, just as capable as men of doing doing this, like, I just want the sex thing, and that's okay. And Victoria. Oh. Mm. Pierce yes. always looks concerned when I'm like, I'm like, but look at her. Look at what she's doing. It's like, um, in your box. <laughs> Get in mm. your box. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. Okay, sorry. It's like I want. I, I, I um, I'm with you. I love them. I think they're such a good. Ugh. I you know. They seem chill as well. Like I really hope they don't have some like band argument and like split up because I feel like they seem like a really good dynamic of people. They have um, a great energy between them, and they're definitely a good, very certain good. Yeah, their mindset, their view on the world, everything like that is really fucking good. Shouts out to Eurovision for bringing us, bringing us that wonder. Well, and they'd been on like X Factor, Italian X Factor, I think, before Eurovision, which yeah, I find surprising. Like, I mean, they're they're obviously doing well before Eurovision, which I think is becoming more popular now because they've got May Muller, who's like played Reading, I swear, mm. who's then going on Eurovision. I don't, I don't get how Eurovision works anymore. I always thought it was like people who were meant to be unknown who go on it but yeah i don't know i don't know <sighs> i do my viewing right well it's been a while so um you know i can understand that but we're done we're through we're done we did it we made it we we got through it with several details several details scenic scenic details we went in the scenic yeah I, I would say there's a lot of scenic details in there yeah. Oh, I've got a fucking riff in my head. Yeah, I. to be honest, I've had to... The second that I said the name, it was in my head. And then when I said the lyrics just now, that's like... Anyway, uh, I'm probably going to go listen to that song a lot more, so um, that's <laughs> all good. I think I'm going to learn how to play it, so then I can play it to death and then not have it in my head anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Use it. Use that energy. I'll do it. I'll do I love it. That. And I want to play guitar more anyway, so it'll be a good excuse. It's a win-win-win. Yes, it is indeed. Well, um, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been emotional. It's been alright. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.